0: What's up, everybody? It's Emery Hunt, the czar of The Playbook with Football Game Plan here to talk to you about Isogenics. Isogenics is nutritional cleansing, which is a lifestyle upgrade. It's an easy-to-follow system that burns fat, supports body systems, and promotes lean muscle growth. The solutions it provides are weight wellness, performance, energy, and health aging opportunities. Start now and transform your life by reaching out to health and prosperity coach Jen Paterno at JenRochelle at gmail.com. That's J E N. R-A-C-H-E-L-L-E at gmail.com or shoot her a text at 862-220-6611 She's also on Twitter at Isagenix Coach that's I-S-A-J-E-N-I-X Coach Isagenix Solutions to Transform Lives And welcome to another edition of the Scout Team Podcast. I'm Emery Hunt, the czar of The Playbook. And as always, you can follow me on Twitter at FBallGamePlan. And if you're listening to this podcast on iTunes, which you should, be sure to subscribe and leave us a five-star rating. Also, if you're watching our YouTube channel, be sure to check out our YouTube uh, network located at youtube.com slash footballgameplan. And keeping with our 2018 NFL Draft prospect interviews, today we're joined by Trey Johnson of Villanova. Trey, I appreciate you taking time.
1: Yeah, man, it's no problem, man. Thank y'all for having me on.
0: You have a unique skill set, right? You, you, I, you had a high school basketball background, in addition to football. Um, And, you know, just like Bill Parcells used to say, I think that sort of helps you guys out in the secondary because you got to mirror and match a lot. Uh, how would you say basketball kind of helped you be a better cornerback?
1: <laughs> it helped a lot. They kind of go uh, hand in hand when I mean, you think about it, you know especially when it comes to pressing you know kind of at the line because when you're at the line you know you're not really going backwards you're moving side to side and really that's what basketball and that's what defense is you know and I've always seen myself as a defender even in basketball I was never really like you know a big time scorer so they really went hand in hand for me and you know when you're in basketball shape you're in football shape so you know when it comes to just sports in general there's a lot of overlaying uh, themes that kind of go hand in hand so Basketball definitely helped a lot when it comes to, you know, not only playing in the secondary, but just football in general.
0: So you're saying you had uh, Mar- Marquez Foles jumper. That's what you're saying.
1: Uh, yeah, <laughs> probably even worse than that, man. I, I, I had like a shit of kill O'Neill at the free throw line jump.
0: <laughs> it's all good, but you, you aptly describe why basketball kind of helps out uh, football and also in the secondary. And when you look at your career at Villanova, you play on the field side, you play in the slot, you play back deep. Now, what do you think your your skill set is best suited to play uh, permanently at the NFL or would you like to continue to be moved around like you did in college?
1: Uh, I kind of like to be moved around everywhere you know uh, when I get that question it's kind of always hard for me to pick one you know but because each one has its own different thing that I like about it you know I like cornerback because you get to be out on that island you know there's there's nothing better than being out there and being one-on-one you know that's that's where pure competition just comes in. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm a fierce competitor. So that's, that's, I love that part of it, you know, and then when it comes down, when you move into the slot, you know, that's, that's where you make your money at, you know, you, you got, you're going to get somebody who can go either inside or outside, you know, it's being in the slot is a very difficult position to play, you know, for you to be, for you, someone to be able to just kind of learn how to do it. It's a, it's a great ability to learn how to do. And then, you know, when you're, when you're back there, free safety, man, it's, it's just love. You get to see everything, man. You get to you get to see the whole field. You get to see the right side, the left side. You know, so it's it's a lot easier to diagnose plays when you're at safety because you can see, you know, you can read the lineman, you can read the running back, you can see everything. You know, so you're making moves before anybody else even notices what's going on. So, at every single position, you know, there's there's benefits to it. So I really don't I don't have like a favorite position. I just want to be able to get out on the field and, and make a difference.
0: I've been a, I've been to about maybe. Six or seven Villanova games live in, in whether that's in at Villanova or when they played somewhere on the road and I just have been very impressed with how you guys play defense. What is it about that scheme that kind of yields itself to guys just being uh, to, to really growing and developing into pros.
1: Um The scheme has a lot to do with it, man. But I think a lot of it was just the brotherhood that we had in our, uh, not only in the secondary, but the defense in general, you know, we all understood what our role was and what our job was. And we had full faith in that the scheme would work. And it wasn't just about, you know, the individual, you know, sometimes you got to sacrifice your body in order for somebody else to make the play. And we all had that same mentality. So us all being like great teammates and being able to, to sacrifice for each other, you know, that's what made us so great. You know, nobody was out there just thinking about themselves. You know, everybody was trying to make a play, but if somebody else made a play, you know, they were just getting getting just as hype as if the same person made the play. So, you know, this the scheme definitely worked, but I think it was more so just the the people in the scheme that made it work. You know, the teammates that I had and the, and the people that, you know, I felt like it was really love out there when we were out there on that defense and we all had fun doing it.
0: See, football has a unique, uh, I would to say dichotomy or a unique, um, it's almost like people separate themselves uh differently in, in football. For instance, quarterbacks and, and linemen usually hang out. You know, running backs and linebackers tend to hang out. Receivers tend to hang out with D linemen. I don't know why they tend to to, to mesh yeah. together. Probably because they both, you know, uh stuff starters. You know, they like to start all that trash, right? So they kind of yeah. like – but you guys in a secondary kind of just hang out by yourself because I guess you constantly are used to being on that island, which is probably why – I think you guys have the best communication amongst each other. So when you're out there, you constantly see defensive backs communicating and talking to one another and, and making sure everyone is on the same page. How important is that uh, for a secondary? And how do you build that continuity to where you guys feel freely to talk to one another about everything that's going on?
1: It's extremely important. And and I think what makes that uh, uh, not only ours, but, you know, it makes it so, so successful is that we were able to do it, you know, outside the field. Like even uh, you know, it's funny that you mentioned that uh, the people in the secondary always hung together. You know, my uh, my junior year, I actually all three of my roommates were DBs. You know, I was me, and Malik, <laughs> me, and Malik, Quadi, and, and uh, West. You know, we were all in the secondary, so you know, it was just being able to really talk about anything. And and you know, second people in the secondary, you know, we're we're different. You know, some people, you know, they might call us divas, or they might say that you know we're we're self-centered or whatever it is that people think that we are. But at the end of the day, we we all care about each other. And it's something that, you know, we all love to do. So we all can relate to each other. So communication being, you know, one of the extremely important assets, you know, when it comes to playing football, because, you know, there's a lot of things that you don't see. And, you know, sometimes that person behind you got to be got to be your ears. I mean, got to be your eyes for you, you know, especially, you know, if you're at corner, you know, the slot might be coming out but you don't see that because you play a man on, on number one. And then all of a sudden you hear that out call and you, now you're breaking on the out call. You, you end up getting an interception just because, you know, the man inside of you said something to you. So, you know, you get the glory for it, but at the end of the day, somebody else made that play for you. So, you know, it's just about, you know, being able to, to love each other as teammates and just being able to communicate and realize that it's not about me, you know, it's about everybody on the team and, and yeah, I might help him make this play, but you know, next game, he's probably gonna help me make a play. So, you know, it's a it's a give and take relationship back there in the secondary.
0: Football is one of those it, – it's a a physical game that it's a game that tests you physically and mentally. And it was two games in particular that I was at that your game really stood out to me. It was the the Lehigh game, um, partly because the way Lee I, I love Lehigh's offense, right? Yeah, spread the field. Exactly. They're going to try to put up 90 points on you, you know, right? <laughs> and they're going to try to work touchdown and check down all the time. And and it was a St. Francis playoff game. um, And it was interesting because uh, against Lehigh, you were playing up on the line and against St. Francis, you played mostly back deep. But going with that Lehigh game first, uh, you know, they were testing you. They kept trying to test you. Right. They didn't want to go to Malik side, but they wanted to test you. And you answered the call nine times out of ten. How did you respond to that challenge? Did you sort of feel like going into that ball game?
1: Um, yeah, I kind of felt it, you know, because you know, everybody in the secondary kinda of had a lot of a lot of preseason talk on them, you know. So I kind of felt like people saw me as the weakest link, you know, and it's something that I wasn't afraid of at all. You know, I I've never seen myself as a f as the weakest link at all. I've always seen myself as a dominant player. So, you know, when they when that challenge came, you know, I accepted it and I loved it. You know, I, I try to make a play on the ball every time, every single time it came my way. And that's, that's what I'm going to keep doing. You know, every time I get the opportunity, I want to make sure that I make it. And, you know, even in that Lehigh game, I ended up giving up a touchdown, man. And that, that really hurt me. But, you know, so you just got to be able to be like a rocket ship, man. Just be like a spaceship. Spaceships don't have rearview mirrors, you know, so you just got to be able to keep it moving and just, you know, learn from your mistakes and be able to make the next play. So that's really what what I learned from that Lehigh game, you know, and, and just being able to take advantage of every opportunity.
0: Listen, man, everybody gave up touchdowns against Lehigh, so you ain't you, you all right. You know, I was at the Penn game, and and I think Penn still just gave up a touchdown against Lehigh. But so that I wouldn't even count that as a as a negative. Everybody's going to give up touchdowns against Lehigh. But in that Saint Francis game, it was interesting because they kept trying to run the same little concept. I'm like, listen, if they run this doggone wheel one more time. Yeah. This dude eventually is going to pick it off. They tried you about twice, I believe. And, um, yeah. like, you made the same play twice. So I'm like, yo, at some point they're either going to stop or he's going to make them pay. But that was you playing back deep. How easy was that to read? Or it, it, when you see stuff like that as a corner, yeah, I was a running back, so I, I couldn't tell it from a defensive perspective. But when you see stuff like that, how – does that make you mad? until <laughs> you like, man, they keep testing me, and I, I'm seeing this so easily. Why – if I'm seeing it so he's on the field, why aren't the, the and staff on the other side seeing it also? Nah, man,
1: that, that makes me happy because, you know, an easy play is still a great play. So, you know, at the end of the day, I'm just happy that, that I'm able to make the play. But, um, you know, when it comes down to that play, I, I think I remember what play you talked about. They kept running running like a, a fake screen and then the uh, number two will run a, a real And uh, that was actually something that we were going over in practice that week, you know, from film study. Our coach kept talking about it. So we knew that they were going to run it. You know, when they came out there and started running it, it was just, you know, muscle memory kind of making that play. So, you know, it was a lot of fun. We had to we had our Spur who was quality that game. Uh, he would come down and jump the screen, you know, make sure that they wouldn't throw that. And I was just trying to bait him just to, you know, keep throwing that wheel route. And, you know, I almost came up with the pick, but the receiver made a good defensive play, you know, to get the ball up out of my hands. So I was kind of mad that I didn't end up uh, picking it off. But, you know, a PBU was good too, so.
0: Your game kind of reminded me of a guy I played with in college, and Ike Taylor. Um Ike was a tremendous tailback, and then our senior year, they moved him to cornerback. And, you know, teams tested him early, tested him early. And then, you know, toward the, the end of the season, they stopped throwing his way. Now, they didn't want to throw to Charles Tillman side because he was the one that was picking up, but Ike was constantly around the ball. And, um, you know, you remind me a lot of what he brought to the table as far as, like, the the tightness of the coverage you rarely see someone pull away from you you rarely see someone uh, really beat you with their route running at at what point you know within the route do you figure out what they're trying to do and that way you are able to get the jump and really stay in their hip pocket
1: i find it out pretty easily just because you know in high school i played a lot of wide receiver i actually played wide receiver for uh you know in little league and high school so you know my uh my best friend's coach actually played wide receiver in nfl so i have like a wide receiver background I guess you could say so you know when it comes to different routes and the route tree you know I, I understand it so you know I can I can tell you know if a receiver gets an inside release I can kind of tell where he's going if he gets an outside release you know you know where he's leaning and the different things like that so and especially when I when you're close to somebody like that it's real easy to mirror them you know off coverage is, is a lot more difficult because you know their space and they can they can kind of play with their feet and play with you know head or everything like that but you know, when you're, when you're right next to somebody, they can't really go anywhere. You know, any fake, they're running into you. So it's slowing them up, you know. So I feel like I recognize it pretty early in the uh, in the route, especially, you know, when there's when there's a route where they're just trying to force inside leverage or force outside leverage, you know. Stuff like that kind of gives it away. So it's just about, you know, not only having the instincts but also being smart and, you know, understanding the route tree of a wide receiver.
0: When you look at the game itself and, you, and your skill set, like you say, you guys had a really star-studded – Secondary, guys, going to have a pro prospect next year in in Rob Roll. Um, When you look at your game, I feel as though you're still being critically underrated, right? What do you think people are sleeping on your game uh, right now? Um, The
1: part that I feel like people are sleeping on is just, uh, I feel like people understand that you know I can kind of I can kind of cover anybody, but I think that people don't realize that you know I'm a I'm a physical corner. I'm not somebody who's afraid of any type of physicality or any type of challenge. I'm I'm not afraid to come down and make a tackle, you know, I might not look like it, you know, in everybody's eyes, but you know, every time I come down here, I'm trying to, I'm trying to force a fumble. I'm trying to bring everything I have, you know, that, that whoever has that ball is going to feel every single pound. I have in every single pound and every single ounce I have in my body, you know, and that's just, that's just a mentality that I kind of grew up with, you know, f- from literally when my, when my dad, I remember when I was younger, I was actually a, uh, I was actually not, I wouldn't say soft, but I was afraid, you know, of hitting. And uh, my dad actually took me back in our backyard and we ran Oklahoma drills for like, (laughs) like after practice, you know, first day of hitting, we're back back in the backyard after practice running Oklahoma drills. And, you know, ever since that day, I realized, you know, if I can tackle a grown man, you know, I can, I can really tackle anybody, you know, so, you know, fear is something that I really, I've really never had ever since that day. So I think that's something that people kind of underestimate me, you know, when it comes, when it comes to coming downhill. And I, and I think that people are finally starting to realize that you know I can I can really cover anybody. That's that's you know my strong suit. I feel like it.
0: people also don't. I think people are sleeping on the fact that you played in, in what we like to call the SEC of the FCS um, because you know I had a one of my actually one of my college coaches is is the D line coach at at Richmond and you know we constantly talk about this like how the CAA kind of. You know, you get a little bit of everything. You can get power running teams, you can get spread teams, you're gonna get a little bit of um the misdirection type deal. Like when you, let's say when you play like a team like Delaware, but you're kind of built to play at the pro level by playing in that league. How tough is is playing in the CAA and how did playing in that conference uh kind of help prep you?
1: Man, playing in the CAA is actually really tough. You know, you can get beat by anybody on any day. You know, it's not like any team is is an easy team to go out there and get a dub against. And, you know, every it made me learn a lot about different types of offenses. You know, like you explained, you know, I went against the spread offense. I went against a power running back team, you know, who's just going to get the ball and try to run the ball down your throat. You know, wing T offense, you know, all that, all the different types of schemes you can see, you know, I've seen before and I understand them. So, you know, the CAA is definitely a strong conference. We consistently have, you know, three, four teams making the playoffs every year, you know, so... When you go out there, it just it just makes you realize that every single Saturday, you know, you got to bring your A game. You can't just go out there and kind of lay down because nobody's going to lay down for you just because, you know, you're you're Villanova. You know, nobody really cares about that. They're going to go out there and they're going to try and catch a dub. And, and, you know, being at Villanova, you got a target on your back. And that's something that we understood and something that we accepted as a challenge, you know, so. The CAA is definitely, you know, a powerful conference when it comes to FCS football, and I was I was happy to play in it, man.
0: Football is one of those sports where you practice more than you play. And, you know, that right there, in a, in its sense, you have to have a love for it because it, you work so hard to only get one opportunity uh, in a given week to, to play the actual game. So what is it about the game that you really love the most?
1: Man, that, that question is so difficult to me just because, you know, I love everything about football. I love the camaraderie, you know, with my teammates, you know, the brotherhood that I have, you know, all really every single one of my closest friends that I have today came from sports and they all came from football, you know, Uh, not only that, the physicality to being able to run around and just employ your will on somebody else, you know, as a, as a man, just to be able to run out there and run around, you know, the fans, the feeling you get the adrenaline rush, man, I'm, I'm a real big adrenaline junkie junkie, man. So, you know you get to run out on that field you make a big play, or you make a big hit or something like that man the way the crowd just kind of erupts man it's just a it's a lovely feeling man And there really is no feeling like it
0: yeah it's, it's the the most unique sport uh that we have in this world man listen trade i i could talk to you for for hours dude you know i, I really could also help you with your jump shot but you know <laughs> <laughs> with all, all jokes aside man um we definitely wish you the best luck moving forward. Where can people follow your journey uh to the pros on Twitter or Instagram or any social media that you may have?
1: Hey man, all my social media is Alcatray Island. It's A-L-C-A-T-R-E-Y-I-S-L-A-N-D. Man, that's that's Twitter, that's Instagram, that's everything, man. If you want to if you want to follow me, man, just give me a follow, man. Give me a shout-out.
0: There you go. I like you. Keep it streamlined, man. I, I like that. You, you still on my space or no? Uh, no, nah,
1: man. I like- <laughs> Wasn't even allowed to have a MySpace when I was younger man. I got my brother got in trouble and he, he ruined that for me.
0: <laughs> MySpace space definitely would get you in trouble. Well Trey, I appreciate you taking time man wish you the best of luck moving forward. Thank you man. Appreciate the interview man. You have a blessed day